Yo, and welcome to another episode of The Weekly Brew. I'm your host, Josh. And you may be listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. And you will see the title of my podcast is Awaken Your Shaman. And if you're listening to this in my Weekly Brew browser, obviously you're getting it from The Weekly Brew. But regardless, I don't know where you've come from, but it's good to have you here. It's an honor to walk this path with you. And just to give you context, this weekly newsletter is... For me, it's a correlation of thoughts and books and things that I'm pondering in the week, things that I constantly obsess about that I think would add value to you in some way, shape or form. Maybe it'll make you think about something a little bit differently. And for those that have followed me for a long time, I've got a very simple philosophy. It's not an approach. It's a philosophy to living and I call it meat movement mindfulness And essentially what it is, is with all the nuances around nutrition and exercise and spirituality and movement and exercise and everything, it's so easy to get lost. It's so easy to think that the way to heal yourself is to attach yourself to another guru on Instagram or go to another two-month long retreat or, I don't know, should take five grams of mushrooms. I mean, all of these things, they work. They work, but it doesn't necessarily send signals to your subconscious that there is something, there is a guide inside of you that when it is noticed and released and felt, it becomes your essence. So this is the inner shaman that I'm talking about. And... Again, you can do all of these things. You can attach yourself to a guru on Instagram that sells organ supplements and believe everything they say and become their counterparts, so to speak. You can go on these two-month-long retreats and find yourself and be beautiful and be with nature and all of that's good. But but what happens when you come back to reality? What happens when you, when you need to integrate? Because for me, the integration is the most important part of any journey. And I've learned this through psychedelic journeys myself. It's not so much the experience, it's what happens after afterwards and it's the it's the releasing and the understanding of the shadow that allows you to live a life that's fully lived. So this is again the shaman that comes out of it. And I just like to think of it as eat meat for your mind, move for your body, and be mindful for your soul. So if you stick with me long enough, you understand this concept on um, the deepest level possible. And and I never, ever want to claim that guru, guruship mentality because it's about awakening your shaman. It has nothing to do with me. And my approach to healing may be very different to you, but there might be things that resonate with you that you can take with you into your journey so again it's an honor to walk this path with you and wherever you're listening to this i truly i truly hope that you think about things differently because we we are living in you know what i was going to start at the beginning of my newsletter this week and again for those that don't understand what's happening right now this is the weekly brew it's also part of my podcast So I release this newsletter weekly. So I'm essentially extrapolating the thoughts that I've written down for my newsletter from from a platform called Substack. So if you want to go listen to that or read it, 
um, head to my website, joshnehmer.com. You'll see some information there. But I, I'm actually going to start today's, this week's brew with um, this. So anybody that uses Instagram knows that one of the latest functions is the Instagram remixing function. So you basically, you can watch a video of somebody else and you can have a reaction on it. So I did, I did my first Instagram. I'm going to take a sip of coffee right now. So I did my first Instagram reel of this lady who I actually found through, funny enough, uh, Daniel Mate. I spoke to him on my podcast. He's Dr. Gabor Mate's son, and they've just recently wrote this brilliant book called The Myth of Normal. And if you are interested in trauma and healing and overcoming overcoming childhood suffering, so to speak, and or maybe understanding your own suffering a bit better and have, wanting to have a deeper level of self-compassion for yourself, This that book is for you. So The Myth of Normal. But I spoke to Daniel Mate on my podcast. It was, it was one of the best episodes that I've had with somebody because he just ran with it. He just ran with it and it was just so beautiful. And I, and I think a part of me connected to a lot of his stories um, being a very empathetic person on a deep level, uh, I, I really got I really got into the conversation on a level that I haven't quite done, and, and I kind of want to. I, I kind of got a little bit scared after that because I'm like, oh geez, like I've set the bar so high now that I, I kind of want to keep that that level going. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see who the next guest is. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited to see what happens going forward. Back to what I was saying though, is that you have, you have these people that you speak to and you connect with on a deep level and it, it does, it does release this, this, this inner, this inner guide within yourself because you, you start to realize that you're not alone and you start to understand uh, that you can't really do things alone. And the, it takes a lot of courage to admit that. It really does. So this lady on Instagram circling right back to the title of a portion of my post, which is all about food freedom and why food freedom is a fallacy. So... Food freedom is this term that I've, I've recently sort of started looking into, but it, it's basically a bunch of people on Instagram. To be honest with you, majority, majority of it is women who have decided, you know, fuck it, um, I'm against diet culture. I'm, a, I'm against all these skinny, I guess, skinny bitches that run around, naturally skinny bitches and men that run around proclaiming that uh, you need to do this and that and that to lose weight and fast and not eat and whatnot. So again, so diet culture and food freedom, what food freedom is, is, is letting that go, is not giving a fuck. Now, this sounds like a good idea. It sounds like a great idea. But I'm, I'm kind of telling you, telling you somebody from, I'm kind of, kind of want to tell you as somebody who struggled with food addiction my entire life, not so much anymore, but if you want to go look at what I used to look like, again, go to my website, joshnamer.com. I was 90 pounds 
heavier than I am now. Um, I sat at home all day, did fucking nothing, had no motivation. Uh, it was a very low point in my life about eight years ago. <laughs> and I made a decision. And that decision changed my life. And that decision awakened my inner shaman. And it's funny because my, my inner shaman has awoken and fell asleep many times. So I've gone through up and downs, but, but it's there. It's been there. And this idea of food freedom and not giving a fuck is to me a fallacy. So freedom is counterintuitively found in giving more fucks. Being vulnerable, putting yourself out there, allowing people to see your healing journey as an extension of you, not a pulling away. So the fact is, is that the modern world with its proliferation of hyperpalatable foods designed by scientists and billion dollar marketing firms demands you to be disciplined. Discipline is freedom. It requires you to become a modern stoic. You are either going to fall for the false pleasures and quick fixes or drop into the pain of healing and long-term health. Now this reminds me of a quote from Dr. Gebel Mata, Daniel Mata's dad, where, let me bring it up for you so I don't get it wrong. I have got it on my phone here. That's how much I love this quote. And I, and I think I've actually mentioned this in the brew. I think I mentioned this in the brew maybe two weeks ago. So if you want to go back and, and listen to it. But here we go. Let's get it. Where are you? There it is. All of Western medicine is built on getting rid of pain, which is not the same as healing. Healing is actually the capacity to hold the pain, which is saying a lot because there's lots of numbing involved and healing is actually holding your pain with its physical, emotional, spiritual. It actually kind of doesn't matter because if you follow the, 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 the premise of body-mind, whereas your mind is your body and your body is your mind, it's all the same. So your, your, your mental pain is the same as your physical pain. And when you meditate consistently, you understand this as well. Because you, you being mindful, you start to blur the bounds between your physical skin and the external ball. And you understand that all is one and one is all. So that's why I'm a big fan of integration and, and that's why I'm a big fan of constantly pushing for meat movement mindfulness because I've seen people go on the carnivore diet or the keto diet or whatever diet and that is their, that, that kind of essentially becomes their religion and they forget about the mindfulness, they forget about the movement, they forget about the other human qualities, they forget about their past traumas so then they project and the Instagram account, the at Carnival Karen Instagram account becomes, in a sense, a projection of the lost love that they maybe didn't receive as children. And yes, your diet can maybe make you get abs and make you look good and stuff and heal your autoimmune issues. But if you don't deal with the underlying traumas and the, the, the things that are happening on the very subconscious level, it's always going to be projection. And I'm speaking from experience. I'm not just making this 
I'm speaking from how I've noticed myself change my content over the years. And I'm going to be real, real with you. I mean, the only reason why you do this is that there is a part of you that, that wants the recognition. But I think now I've understood that no matter what, I'm not going to... I'm not going to sell out to get the recognition. I would rather be authentic and say the things that need to be said. And if it maybe doesn't get recognized, it doesn't really matter because leading on to the next part of the brew, I receive emails like this. So this this new subscriber to the weekly brew sent me this email um, and I've titled it in the brew from anxiety ridden to thriving. But she said... Hey Josh, I found your Instagram account via da da da's Instagram. I'm not going to mention any names. I had to subscribe straight away because your approach to living, healing, and thriving really resonated with me. I have been on a long journey myself, finding depth and growth in physical exercise, mostly her yoga and hikes, meditation, proper nutrition, which has led me from being anxiety-ridden, wreck ruled by eating disorder barely able to function in the world to now working as a doctor and trying to help other people on their paths as best as I can. I thought I'd reach out to you because so many things you mentioned, the books and words of wisdom you share have also found a place in my soul. And she mentions Gabor Mate and Nietzsche. I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Looking forward to reading your newsletter. So if you do listen to this person who've emailed me, I just want to say thank you so much. I, I love this because it's fuel for me because many times I, I feel like I feel like I'm speaking to the machine. I'm speaking to the algorithm and nothing's really nothing's really getting out there. But clearly something is getting out there and the signals that I'm sending out are are resonating with people so that makes me happy and it motivates me a bit more to to push on and maybe push on is not the right word because I'm, I'm sort of in this phase of life right now where I'm letting go of a lot of things but something it's something weird like when you let go it becomes so much easier <laughs> and, and I think a lot of people can can learn to let go a bit more um, it can help you in your journey drastically and then finally i tweeted this and it got a it got a decent response but for me unpopular opinion but on the odd occasion i'd rather have bread than fries potato fries fries are often drenched in seed oils seed oils are the modern poison in food if you don't know what i'm talking about go go, go google how they've how they make seed oils or vegetable oils like canola oil, sunflower oil, rapeseed oil. And I'd rather have sugar, good old sugar in my chocolate than some of the sweeteners they use these days, like maltitol, xylitol. I mean, I spoke to somebody the other day. If xylitol can kill a dog, like I'm pretty sure that's true. Uh, don't quote me on that. But xylitol is pretty toxic to any animal. Humans should not be eating it. If, it, if your dog doesn't eat what you put on the floor, I don't think you should be eating it. Like if you put a piece of broccoli on the floor, your dog will not fucking eat that thing. It knows that that's just a gut-wrenching thing that's about to... Oh, I, I can't even think about it right now. It's too early. I don't even want to speak about it. But there's something there. But seed oils are, for me, they are so toxic and they are so... 
seed oils were actually almost originally designed as lubricants for big machinery. Yes. So the things you're putting into your body is designed as a lubricant or in some cases like flaxseed oil, it is part of the byproduct of a paint. So the stuff on your walls, that's what you, you are ingesting. And I, I say this because I have to reflect on my own journey is that back in the day when I started low carb, before I even went keto, before I even went carnivore for a bit and, and now I'm more like, I don't know, in between ketovore, I'm more, I don't know, animal based, I guess. I used to be so fanatical about not having bread that I would rather go for the fries. Had I known, and now I, now it's kind of the opposite for me. If I'm, if I'm somewhere and I really need something to eat, I would actually rather go for like bread with some something in it than the fries that are drenched in the seed oils, fried in the seed oils because it's cheap in the sunflower oils. Um, so it's not necessarily the potatoes that's bad for you. It's actually the seed oils that it's fried in, which are which is literally like toxic sludge to your body. It, your body literally struggles to digest seed oils. And I find that absolutely fascinating and something to think about because how, just based on how I've thought about, you know, diet and things. And it's still new to a lot of people because you've got keto just becomes, keto has become so popular now and then you've got, companies that have leveraged that and made such bullshit products but if you stick to the whole food premise like what you're eating i mean at most your like a good decent dark chocolate won't have more than three three ingredients it'll have cocoa mass cacao butter uh, some sugar maybe and that's it but that's something that we've been eating for thousands of years i mean cacao is is an ancient ceremonial uh food source but things like these modern keto bars the xylitol sunflower lecithin ingredients that i can't even pronounce is is just not good for you it, it really isn't and it's supporting it's supporting uh most companies that don't really give a shit about you they just give a shit about profits and because keto has become this thing, they're using that to just push more products. Uh, and again, circling back to that food freedom, food, uh, circling back to why food freedom is a fallacy. If you go watch that video on Instagram that I posted, it'll make more sense. But that that girl that I was essentially remixing, where she's holding a scale in her hand, singing a song, I don't give a fuck about food, and she's clearly not like healthy. You're the, the, you you are you the, you are demanded these days to to put up walls of discipline to a certain extent, and it doesn't mean you're going to become rigid. It actually really doesn't. It actually gives you more freedom because when you feel better and you're healthier, and you can think better and you can write better and you can meditate easier and you you you're not in so much pain. It helps you see things from. A, a bit of a better perspective, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to end there today. 
this was probably my longest weekly brew that I've ever recorded. Um, please let me know if you enjoy these, the, the, the audio versions. Um, I'm still unsure as to whether I should just stick to written or or if, if audio is working. It seems to be. I know there's a lot of people that are listening to these, but it's always good to know. But in the meantime, I'll catch you in the next episode. And I just want you to think about that inner shaman of yours and think about what it wants to what it's telling you and, and what maybe you need to stop doing, maybe what you need to start doing, but, but it's there. Your inner shaman's always present and, and you can definitely awaken it at any moment. So just for now, please like, subscribe, comment, and give me a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It would be muchly, muchly? It would be mostly, no, no, mostly is not the word either. It will be appreciated. So I'll see you in the next episode. Cheers for now.